Are you ready for the end of the world? I've been starting to say that less forceful. Are you ready for the end of the world? Listen to Your Community Spirit, the show about caring, sharing, and preparing for the changes needed in the world as we know it. I forgot what goes next. <laughs> Let's it's, bring we, back we, the circle. See what happens when you don't do yeah, it for a Yeah, you don't do it weeks? for a while. It's like... You <laughs> <laughs> can bring back the circle again. Shouldn't I wake up first? It's just like... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, I forgot what I was going to say. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like... Wake up! And be healthy and therefore wealthy to the peace and joy of Mother Earth. You are listening to your community spirit. This is Ord Energy Mon. And this is Tree Song. And, and we are slightly live. Slightly live. Definitely local. Yeah, loco. Loco, um, local. Maybe we'll have to listen to the promo for the show to remember. <laughs> it's just like, um, we are online at yourcommunityspirit.org. In the meantime, let's see what we got. It's spring. Did you notice? <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> it's just like <laughs> it's spring is a finicky time sometimes. It's spring by the white man's calendar. <laughs> just like yeah. I was talking to this Indian lady um, last week, and she's like, "You know, we know when spring is. Spring is when things blossom." Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, "Okay." That's one of those really complicated ways to tell when spring starts. You know, like see when stuff starts blossoming. <laughs> So, um, what do you do if you're on the North Pole and you need power? Uh, take a nap. <laughs> Just like, um, well, historically, well, in the last hundred years, historically, <laughs> we have used fossil fuels. Yeah. But the satellite-controlled robot uses wind to stay powered up and roving around the frozen continent. Um, it's called the Polar Rover. Yeah. And it just, it drives until it, you know, gets low on power and then it parks until it's got like a, you know, wind turbine on it and it, until it charges back up and then it starts moving again. Yeah. And this is at the South Pole. This is the Antarctic. Oh. <laughs> I didn't read that part. Yeah. But yeah, it's, and it's a satellite controlled robot so they can send it off to explore places where <laughs> humans are too lazy to go. <laughs> or, you know, places that it's basically physically impossible for humans to go without a spacesuit. <laughs> so. Um, I thought I'd read this one. This one's kind of sarcastic for me. Abu Dhabi mega solar plant will free up oil to export. <laughs> Apparently, they have a lot of oil and they have a lot of sun. And they decided, well, let's build a solar plant so we can sell more oil. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember when I first heard about them building uh, solar, I was like, oh, good. You know, they're going to get off fossil fuels. But no, <laughs> it's so they can sell the oil. <laughs> yeah. Using a combination of 258,000 and, let's get this correct, and 48 parabolic mirrors and one powerful Arabian desert sun, Shams won the new 100-megawatt concentrated solar power plant just southwest of Abu Dhabi is now cranking out power. It is actually the biggest plant of its kind in the world, costing an estimated $750 million dollars. It should power 20,000 homes and is expected to save 175,000 tons of carbon dioxide emissions a year. So, hmm. 
Now, say they're just going to sell the oil anyway. I don't know if that counts as saving all those emissions, but well, they, they're saving it themselves. Yeah, if someone else wants, to, if someone else chooses to use those emissions, that's their well, their that's karma. The whole, <laughs> the whole idea of carbon credits—it's I use less, you know, produce less pollution, so I can sell you the pollution credits so you can pollute more. Yeah. <laughs> so we just keep, you know, everything. everybody wins. Yeah. Everybody accepts the climate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's one of the principles that I've. I've had to explain this to people. I think it should be self-evident, but if you do a lot of renewables and also still do the exact same amount of fossil fuels, it's still going to affect the climate. I know that's really complicated, you know, that's complicated science, but <laughs> yeah. Complicated science. Complicated science, you know, that adding different behavior and not changing your current behavior <laughs> doesn't change the consequences. I mean, essentially what they're doing is they're betting on our appetite for oil. You know, yeah. They're like, we'll reduce our usage, but as long as the rest of the world's using what we produce, we'll be okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, they probably, like, they probably witnessed like recent climate negotiations and they're like, all right, let's double down. You know, like we, we don't need to use any of this oil. We could sell it to all of these people. Yeah, you know? like, we'll sell uh, more than we've got. You know, so it's just like what? A little sand in the eye of the American government it's just like here yeah take our oil yeah keep, keep us rich maybe they've been yeah. looking at the tar sands developments too like if they're that eager to get this sludge out of the ground you know like maybe we'll sell them the easy stuff you know yeah, it's like there you go it's like i mean it it's it's a logical business move yeah it's very it's very logical it, and yeah. in theory you know it may decrease the amount of carbon emissions over time if it slows it down well it makes them more money that's the logical business yeah. move i was talking about yeah but yeah, I mean, it's anything you can do to slow the carbon emissions gives time to introduce legislation or market solutions that will stop the carbon emissions. So I'm I'm all in favor of slowing down carbon emissions, well, but ideally stopping them. I'm, yeah, I'm in favor of solar. So yeah, <laughs> just like so, solar is good. There's this free energy source that we might as well use. Yeah, might as well. I don't know. So speaking of not using something. Have you heard that this is like the week of protests against this some kind of pipeline that's trying to get sludge from somewhere to somewhere? <laughs> yeah, I think I've heard of that. You know, and apparently people are kind of angry about it. They're like, why are you going to pump sludge in our backyard? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Why do you, you mean people mind that having like pipelines full of sludge going through their backyard? Well, they don't mind it if it's underground. Yeah. yeah. I mean, out of sight, out of mind. Because we have them through through the national forest and through the, you know, I mean, we have gas pipelines and, you know, it's just underground. So, <laughs> so you know, what, yeah. So what could possibly go wrong? <laughs> I mean, it's underground. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, some tar stands blockade. Um, people are pressuring the banks to divest from the Keystone XL project. Actually, a bunch of people have been um, arrested this week for protesting in many places. Yeah. I mean, um, there was protesters in Israel protesting when about the Exxon. Uh, the Exxon. <laughs> I'm still talking about that one way years ago. Yeah, because they still haven't resolved that one. Yeah, just like... <laughs> Um, there were people there talking about the XL Keystone pipeline, you know, protest when uh, Obama visited Israel. Yeah. So <laughs> it's a worldwide movement. Yeah. So and that's impressive. You know, I feel, 
You know, I feel I don't know if it's impressive that people had to fly to Israel to get the message to Obama. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, it's impressive, though, that there's people in in Israel, you know, working on it. I don't know. Maybe it was people from America that flew there. Yeah, it could have just been Americans, you know. (laughs) I don't know. Yeah. But so. All right. Well, that's a bit of our oil news for today. Uh, Let's talk about some uh, human power news. Bike delivery boom is making big cities better. Uh, the uh, Time Magazine's online edition reports that the bike, e-bike delivery service TNT and Beeline, uh, TNTs in Brussels and Beelines in Portland, Oregon, are good ways to counterbalance the ill effects of increasing online shopping. And it's having an in, uh, increasing traffic. Yeah, you know, online shopping increases traffic and CO2 and other air pollution. But there's a better way to look at it. You can uh, b- balance online shopping uh, is may balance out versus non-online driving-based shopping. Now, this is something I'd like to see some research into because, you know, like, I know sometimes, you know, if you drive a long way to one of these, you know, mega malls or that sort of thing, you know, that that can create a lot of extra CO2, whereas if you're doing delivery methods that are already traveling. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Well, I do know, like, a lot of delivery services that have set routes, Yeah. like the post office... They're putting in electric vehicles because if you have a set mileage, it's really easy to switch over because, you know, you can basically buy a vehicle that can do a set amount of miles. Yeah. When you're having – don't know what your mileage is, then you have to refuel. Yeah. Mm. You know, if you know that, you know, t- every day I'm going to do 100 miles, well, then you just drive and come back home and refuel at night. Yeah. And so that's easy to do. But this um, yeah, well, cargo bicycles, I don't know if you've ever seen one of these cargo bicycles. No, they I can haven't. Hand, they can do like a 1,000 pounds. <laughs> yeah, that's impressive. It's got two small wheels and a platform in between. And then in the front, it's a three-wheel tricycle. Yeah, and someone with really strong legs. Not really. You just <laughs> low gear ratio. You don't go super fast. Yeah, you just go keep it but slow. But in the city, you can't go super fast. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, um, and so... I first read about cargo bicycles in large warehouses where they yeah. need to deliver from one side of the warehouse to the other. And, um, you know, they load it on with a crane or a forklift onto one and someone would wheel it to the other side of the warehouse. Yeah, that sounds like a really good solution. I mean, with this case of online deliveries, you're still having some fossil fuels used to get it from the other city to your city. Right. But then, like, say, you know, getting it from your city to your door uh, or from even, you know, one end of your city to the end, other end of your city and your door. That well, can save a lot. In a lot of cases, you know, it's just cross-town stuff. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of messenger services <clears throat> and, you know, delivery services that are delivering stuff just around town. Yeah, and that's especially and, good because then you just eliminate the carbon emissions entirely. Well, and then there's the fact that driving these big trucks is a pain in the butt in a large city. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. If you have a small vehicle, you can, that's one of the big advantages is you can get around the city really well. Yeah. Even bicycles, though, have a little bit of carbon emissions. That person huffing and puffing. <sighs> yeah, just like... <laughs> but it's better than a vehicle, a motor yeah, vehicle. It's like... <laughs> I remember reading an article about people were saying all those bicyclists were polluting the environment. Yeah. <laughs> That's got like the trees uh, uh, polluting the environment. <laughs> Not every high-tech company has fancy offices. Hmm. You know, some of them actually are completely virtual. Um, Buck Minister Fuller wrote 
Our beds are empty two-thirds of the time. Our living rooms are empty seven-eighths of the time. Our office buildings are empty one-half of the time. It's time we gave this some thought. Yeah. You know, don't waste the space. So, um, so one of the reasons we are enthusiastic about homeworking, telecommuting, shed working, or whatever you want to call working from home, it, it cuts down on the ridiculous amount of real estate and incredible cost and time wasted going to work. That's why we complain about Yahoo and Google's casual collisions. Hmm. You know, the idea that if everybody is all together, more work gets done. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes, but sometimes it's just very distracting. Yeah. So. And also, you know, you can, we've reached the point in technology where we can replicate a lot of that online, you know, group chats, video chats. You could have, well, and especially, it's especially funny when Google says stuff like that because they've got these online things on Google Plus called Hangouts. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so. if you want collisions to happen, you can just have your employees have a Hangout. Yeah. I mean, it's, the whole idea is to try to replicate, um, well, the Hangout idea and get the people who are, have the same ideas or want to work together, hang out together. Right? Yeah. And I think, you know, Casual collisions can make sense in a place the size of Carbondale sometimes, you know, because you commute two minutes. Google is the size of Carbondale. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that that is probably Uh, true. It's probably bigger. Yeah. (laughs) I think your your argument is mute. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's just like... But like a big city, it's obviously kind of silly, you know. Well, even especially like outside of people commuting an hour and then going to work and then commuting an hour back, you know. Right. Why not just do that online if you can do it online? Uh, commute for an hour. <laughs> just <like> yeah. <laughs> all right. This is your commute time. So now you relax, read the paper, <laughs> do all that stuff. Now you go to work. Yeah. So that's what people should do is work at home, but have that. Have that commute online commute. Yeah. yeah. Have the online commute. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, yeah. And I like how they, prom- they mention that creativity thrives online. Uh, some people claim that remote work inhibits creativity, uh, but on the web, you know, you can have, like I was just saying, you can have thousands of brilliant people working together, like sometimes in ways that they can't in person. You know, if I'm in person with a few people, we can get some great stuff done, but with like chat rooms and social networking sites, I can have that conversation with people around the world. And they're actually using example, the com- um, company that owns WordPress. Yeah. They constantly, they're 100% virtual. Yeah. So, does that mean they don't exist? <laughs> it's like, uh, their offices are virtual. Yeah. <laughs> and so they're, you know, um, dozens of times a day, WordPress.com releases new features and updates and they collaborate intensely through them on internal blogs and in chat rooms. And really, I think, isn't it open source? So anybody can be yeah. involved in it. And so, um, not only is it open source, I mean, not only is it virtual, but it's open source. So yeah. it, um, creativity abounds when, you know, people are co- constantly interacting with each other. Yeah. So, um, now that can be in the case of people in person, but unfortunately most of the business, um, mentality now is when you do interact with people, it's not for creativity, it's for, uh, gossiping and just passing the time and trying to waste time, really yeah. not being creative. So, yeah. Good news. 
Los Angeles to ditch coal by 2025. Hmm. How many years is that? 13? No. 12. 12. <laughs> so it took... Coal has been around for, what, like 112 years? <laughs> so, or 130 years, something like that, as a power source. So that's about, you know, we've had it around that long. 12 years is about good to kick a habit. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah, um, it's hard to quit cold turkey, you know. I mean, considering 40% of the... Um, the sprawling and thirsty Los Angeles, California is powered by coal to kick 40% habit. That's pretty substantial. Yeah, that is. But um, they do have the United States' largest power plant. I mean, not largest. The largest utility. They're yeah. The, well, they're the largest municipal utility. Yeah. And they were actually the first one to implement uh, grid-tie solar. They actually put out a uh, request for a bid for grid-tie solar systems, and at that time there was no such thing. <laughs> yeah. So a company, an inverter company, won the bid, and then they had to make the product. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I've I've been to a presentation. So, <laughs> um, I don't remember how many years ago that was, but I want to say it was like '88, maybe, something like that, or '87. Yeah. So. So we're getting there step by step. Now, it's really only putting itself slightly ahead of the 2027 deadline put forth by the state of yeah. California. <laughs> now, that's impressive. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't California the, you know, the largest economy? It's, yeah, it's a really large economy. I don't remember if it is the largest, but it's one of the largest state economies. I would, I would think it would be. Yeah. Um, now, the move puts Los Angeles on track with Washington State, which has also set a goal to end coal power by 2025, although both are a little behind Oregon, which aims to dump coal by 2020. Now, um, didn't Obama say we were going to go 80% renewables by 2020? <laughs> Obama says a lot of things. Okay, so <laughs> we'll know. see. Um, how many of these goals are solid goals, but... Now, this is not the whole U.S. by any means, but all of that soon-to-be-ditched coal power is way more than Finland will get rid of when it dumps the dirtiest fuel by 2025, too. So, we're ahead of Finland, possibly. We're ahead of Finland in our promises to do things. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All right. Yeah. Sounds good. We're making progress. And we'll have, at this rate, we'll have all of the fossil fuel use stopped just in time for the oceans to consume the cities. Oh, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Just in time. It'll be perfect, you know. We'll have all these electric-powered boats going around on the shores. I actually, I just finished uh, End of the World book, and I want to say it's 2026. Mm -hmm. I I haven't written a review. I just finished it. Yeah. Um. And California gets wiped out by its, uh, like, a uh, 50-foot tsunami. Oh, tsunami. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like, and then the whole world, you know, has to deal with the refugees of the people from California stumbling. And so um, it's less of a story and more of, like, a prediction. Yeah. The hmm. book. It has, you know, the story into it to kind of tie it together, but most of it is a prediction. But um, I'll try to remember to do a review on that. Yeah. So. Today is International Goof-Off Day. <laughs> We're already getting a head start <laughs> on that. Like, hey, thank you, everybody, for letting us do this. Yeah. You know, how many years have we been doing this? Uh, yeah, it's been I over started a decade. in 99. Yeah. 
<laughs> before the end of the world in 2000. <laughs> like, that's why our theme song. <clears throat> yeah. You know, that's why it's like, are you ready for the end of the world? Because <laughs> that's when the show started was in right before Y2K when people were freaking out. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, <laughs> so the, our whole, it's bit, I can't believe we still have the same, you know, theme. Yeah. You know. Are you ready for the end of the world? Listen to Your Community Spirit, the show about caring, sharing, and preparing for the changes needed in the world as we know it. Let's change the world. Yeah, we can so, do it. Um, today is the UN World Day of Water. Hmm. If you don't have water, you don't have life. Yeah. I wonder how... Uh, uh, tracking is going to affect water here in southern Illinois. <laughs> that's what I think of now when I think of the UN World Day for Water, because that's a very local concern about water. Oh, let's see. Oh, there's stuff coming up. We have Liberty Day coming up on Saturday. National Puppy Day. Now, what sort of a sweet, cute holiday, what could be more of a sweet and cute holiday than that? National Puppy Day. <laughs> um, sweeter and cuter. Probably Sunday, World Tuberculosis Day. <laughs> Cute, cuddly tuberculosis. Uh, you know, it's smaller. Yeah, it's small. It's all small things are cute, right? Uh, have you seen these little like stuffed animals that are like germs that they turn into stuffed animals? No. It's pretty funny. It's just like I wonder if there's one for tuberculosis. Monday is the UN International Day of Remembrance of Victims of Slavery in the Transatlantic Slave Trade. Mm-hmm. And, uh, that's, that's one, uh, yeah, that I always like to point out that there's still slavery and human trafficking going on today because it was a terrible thing in the past, but it's also still a problem that we need to work on. Very much so. So I'm glad there are days to observe it and act on it. Tuesday is Earth Hour. Do you guys remember Earth Hour? That's when for an hour you turn off all technology, all lights, and just relax. Yeah. For an hour. <clears throat> For an hour. To help uh, reduce our energy use, carbon emissions, and to reflect on our relationship with the Earth. Tuesday is also make up your own holiday day. <laughs> now, like... We should celebrate that early and come up with one holiday in the rest of our holidays here that's just a made-up holiday. Well, <laughs> but not people, people are on to us. Every one of them we've made <laughs> yeah, up. Yeah, these could all be made up. You know, well, we get, we get, you know, these, we research these online so they could all just be made up. Right. <laughs> I mean, I just went online and you know, someone could have made them up. I just like to listen. Yeah. It's like, um, Monday, I forgot to say, is pecan day. Hmm. Ah. So. I like pecans. Yep. Tuesday is National Cherry Blossom Festival. Hmm. So. It's also the birthday of uh, Robert Frost, the poet. And coming up on Wednesday, Education and Sharing Day. And, uh, Let's see. <laughs> Wednesday is Quirky Country Music Song Titles Day. Yeah. <laughs> now, see, that sounds like a made one, but made up one, but it's on there. Quirky Country Music Song Titles Day. All right. <laughs> Let's get into some happenings. If you have a happening that you want to happen, you must send it <clears throat> to us, the happening guys. Otherwise, it might not happen because you didn't happen to send it to us for us to mention your happening. <laughs> I did it. No, uh, I don't know. I didn't count that time. <laughs> I yeah. keep stretching it out. <laughs> It's yeah. Like, <laughs> I think you might have gotten one more happening in there. Yeah, it's like, what happened? <laughs> Sundays at 3 p.m. at the Guy House Interface Center. Soul Talk. Join Rebecca for an empowering hour of enlightening your true self. 
She will discuss a new topic each Sunday which revolves around nourishing your body, mind, and spirit. You are welcome to share any relevant experiences every Sunday at 3 o'clock. Talk and awaken your inner wisdom. All right, and coming up on Wednesday at Gaia House, Yoga Basics for Women. It's a basics class about yoga, focuses on breath and gentle movements that will help unlock the major joints in the body and increase mobility, posture, and health. So that's over at Gaia House Interfaith Center, 913 South Illinois in Carbondale. And I forgot to tell you where to send your happenings. Info at yourcommunityspirit.org. Ah, yeah. If you send it to treesong at treesong.org also, we'll definitely mention it then. Mm, you know, yeah. We, well. And cover all your bases. Yeah. So. And it helps if you put radio in the uh, big letters in the subject line. <laughs> radio. Um, today is Friday. It's like spring. So what do we do in spring? Hmm. We spring into action. Yeah, like <laughs> we enjoy the spring. The Logic Drop-In Double Dig Workshop. Yeah. Today, Friday, March 22nd at 2 p.m., the local organic gardening initiative of Carbondale at 3373 West Pleasant Hill Road. So the freezing temperature and muddy days have not dampened the Logic teamwork spirit as they plan for a busy semester in this chilly off-season. Seeds have arrived and plans are being drawn out. Compost waits for pickup and seeds, weeds, excuse me, weeds <laughs> tremble in fear as we fetch our gloves. <laughs> Two future beds are making our fingers itch for the drop-in double digging workshop today at 2 p.m. Yes, and their, sp- their spot is over at 3373 West Pleasant Hill Road. Yeah, so, um, the Guy House Interface Center has um, space in their garden for people who want to utilize it. Yeah. There's... You know, giving out spaces for people to grow some stuff. Yeah, and actually the the Logic folks came over and visited Gaia House earlier, and they're going to help us get that garden started. So uh, it's exciting times. Garden cooperation. I like it when people cooperate to make gardens happen. How about cooperating to help feed people through the Good Samaritan Ministries soup kitchen and food pantry? During the months of March and April... New monies and donated and food donated will go twice as far. That's right. For every food or money you donate to Good Sam, it will be matched. So yeah, it's like if you were planning to donate next month, donate this month. Well, or next month, March and April. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But if you're planning, you know, some people like say, for example, donate around the holidays. You know, which is good. They they have demand around the holidays, but this is a special opportunity to. Have your donation doubled. All right. We better get going. We're almost out. Yes, almost out. Last winter farmer's market tomorrow. Um, and then it'll be the summer farmer's market will start back. So this has been an extremely exciting season for the first year of the winter farmer's market. Lots of people coming, lots of greens, lots of food, lots of vendors. So it was held every Saturday from 9 to 1. And the location was, uh, it, tomorrow is the last one, is Thomas School at 1025 North Wall Street. So, yeah, so if you want to check it out, this is your last opportunity this year, but hopefully it'll be back next year. And um, CarbondaleWinterMarket.blogspot.com to see the list of vendors that will be set up tomorrow. So, 
Yes. And also coming up tomorrow, the Vigil for Peace, Saturdays at noon on the Town Square, corner of Maine and Illinois in Carbondale. Tonight, Rice and Spice International Slow Food Dinner every Friday at 6 p.m. at the Gaia House. This week's theme is Vegetarian Soul Food. <laughs> a group of window. Uh, <laughs> All right, I'm glad I'm almost done. I'm sorry, everybody. Are you a waiting? group of women will be preparing a vegetarian soul food feast and inviting us to celebrate National Women's History Month and the start of spring. Yes. That's tonight, 6 p.m. I'm really looking forward to this one. I'm already hungry. Yeah. <laughs> I'll show up there and I will eat all vegetarian soul food. But I will share because <laughs> they will make plenty. Saturdays. Spring birding hikes at the Cache River Watershed. For more information, contact Cypress Creek Wildlife Refuge, 634-2231. But every Saturday morning, go for a hike to identify birds in the diverse landscape. Yes. And also coming up, uh, uh, probably last but certainly not least, a cleanup day uh, over at Guy House Interfaith Center on Saturday, 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. Oh, and we do have one more. Yeah, there's <laughs> a good one in or there. Or heard me say it last, that he pointed out we got one last-minute one in here. The Synesthesia's Feminist Film Festival. The SIU Feminist Media Arts Group, Synesthesia, will present the inaugural Feminist Film Festival starting on Saturday today at the Varsity Center for the Arts. So uh, for more information, you can go to siucinethesia.com. SIU Synesthesia.